Hello, welcome to Global Short International Radio. Ah, uh, it's our show. For tell you know, I don't be on the show alone. I'm here with my very good friend, Mr. Akiyemi Oluwafemi. Oluwafemi. Okay, Mr. Akiyemi Oluwafemi, welcome. Right now, we'll be talking everything about African football. Right now, I will be starting with transfer rumors uh, making the rounds out there in Europe concerning African players. And then, what's great? Two, London, where Crystal Palace has completed the signing of a Nigerian international in the person of a baby, AZ. Though he's yet to play for Nigeria, and is a prospect to play for Nigeria. Mr. Akiyemi Femi, what do you think Iberese is going to be bringing to the tables of Crystal Palace? Having, having a rumor that Willy Freza might be making his way out of QPR or out of Crystal Palace. Yeah, um, for me, for me, I believe Iberese is a very, 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 very good signing for Crystal Palace. Taking into account that he's a very versatile player. You know, you can play from the right, you can play from the left, you can play from the center. So anyway, so since maybe it's under probability now Isa is going is leaving Crystal Palace. So Iberese will fit in properly into Crystal Palace. And take for instance, last this season, this season that just ended, he got 14 goals out of 42 games for his previous side. That's a pretty good account for a player of his own stature. He's just 22 years and he still has more time to improve. So I believe it will be a very, very, very He's good signing for Crystal Palace. He's going to be a very good signing for Crystal Palace. That is the word of my man, yeah. Oluwafemi Akimi. Uh, pending the fact that he's very young and got a lot of goals for his championship side. Okay, let's just stay with transfer rumors or transfer stories, right? Yeah, we know Southampton plays in the Premier League and they just signed a Ghanaian centre-back in the person of Salisu Mohamed from Real Valladolid for 10.9 million pounds. Yeah, the question right here to my guest, Mr. Akiyemi Femi, is that with the increase of African footballers, we know we have a couple of African footballers already plying their trade out here in England, and we also still be looking forward to seeing some more African players moving to the Premier League, including the likes of um, Kalidu Kolibali might be moving from Napoli to Man City and then we are we also have a Ghanaian right here making a move to the Premier League what is the effect of African footballers playing the Premier League or how does it affect African football yeah I believe um like the Premier League is the most viewed the most televised league in the world so I believe that since African players are moving more into the Premier League, it will give us opportunities to watch them. Because most times we don't really follow them like on per game basis. We don't follow them on a daily. So now them coming to the Premier League, we, av- we avoid most more opportunities to watch them, to be able to view their performances. For example, before now, before um, Abmayang, which uh, who plays to us now, before he came to, um, to us now, we didn't really most viewers, apart from the regular presenters, sports enthusiasts, most viewers didn't really follow him. But since he has been at us now, they have been following him on a daily basis, on a per game basis. So I believe the sign of yeah, Salisu Mohamed from Real Valladolid. Am I right? Real Valladolid. Yes. And he, he has come to Southampton now. So he give us more chance, to, more opportunities to watch him, 
to watch how he plays because now before now most people just have been hearing him that he's a center back from Everton. But now coming to Crystal Palace, I be, I'm coming to Southampton. I believe he has he will, he will be giving more opportunities to play. We'll have more time to see him to view how he plays. So I believe that's a very 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 good. It's a very, the EPL, the EPL is a very, very, is good, a very platform good platform for African players, players moving, moving forward. Uh, we still talk about transfer stories right here. We hear that um, one man, one of the greatest to have played the football, the game of football in the person of Lionel Messi is probably going to be leaving the um, cup now, any moment from now, if this rumor serves us right. But then we are seeing an African son being eyed up. Ah, as a replacement for that man and uh, the name of this African son is no other than Sadio Mane that plays for Liverpool and Senegal. Do you see Sadio Mane fitting into the shoes of Lionel Messi at Barcelona? Is he ready for that challenge, Mr. Akinyemi Oluwafemi? Um, ah... Moving into the shoes of Lionel Messi, you know, that's like the biggest shoes of them all. Fitting into the shoes at Barcelona. Lionel Messi just is not just a Barcelona idol, he's world football idol. In the world of football, Lionel Messi is like the greatest for some people, arguably. So I believe if the deal comes to pass, if the deal finally happens, that money moves to the other direction, being Barcelona, it will fit in. But like, you know, in Liverpool now, the burden is shared between him, Salah, and some other players, the likes of Femina and other midfielders. So, him being the main man at Barcelona, he would fit in. He would play, considering that he scores goals, he provides assists, he works out, he's a hard worker, you know, at Liverpool. For me, he even performs more than the rest of the strike, um, stri- strike partners, like the Feminos and the Salahs of this world. So, I believe that he will fit in. If the deal happens, if that happens at Barcelona, will fit in but i don't see that happening because right now he's like one of the most apart from salah at that attack he's like one of the most important people for liverpool and considering the age of messi now messi is 33 and Sergio Mane is like 20 is late 20s if i'm correct so he still has more time more opportunities to play but if that deal happens to be a good one for Barcelona and to be a good yeah, one going for to Liverpool, be Messi a very good one to, to be a good one for Sadio Mane, it's going to be a good one for Africa because we'll be seeing one of our illustrious sons playing for one of the biggest clubs in the world in the place of Barcelona Football Club of Spain. And then we move up to another talking point of the day. Here we have that uh, one man, one African legend. Ah, that is going into football management in the person of, or let rather say, football administration in the person of DJ Drogba. Um, just yesterday we heard that his candidature was being was not being accepted by the Ivorian Football Federation. But good news, ah, today we hear that FIFA has annulled the com- electoral commission that rejected the candidature of um, Didier Drogba. So one thing I'm about to ask uh, my guest today is this. Mr. Akiyemi Oluwafemi, for what Didier Drogba has done for football in Ivory Coast, for what he has done in football generally, and you know for some months back, he has trying to, he has been trying to move into football administration or football, football management. But then the powers that be at the Avorian Glasshouse have refused to let him in. Do you... F- Smell every any foul play right there in Ivorian football. 
Yeah, foul play. I I believe that's the case. It's just like they are preventing him every slight opportunity he has to contest for that election. They are preventing all the chances he has to contest for that election. Say, for instance, before today's news that the um, FIFA has annulled the election, the report coming from the Iberian FA was that um, Jogba's name was cancelled because he submitted two people as his sponsors for the election. And the two, the two um, association, the two companies he, su- he submitted have been used by a previous candidate also. That's in the person of Soi Diabate. So they uh, they cancelled Jogba's name, but they didn't cancel the one of Diabate. So it's it's um, some like you said foul play. But since FIFA has gone on to to annul that um, FA the election committee, the electoral committee. So it's a good one. So let's see moving forward what will happen. But I believe if Jogba has a chance of going for the, excuse me, sorry, I said if Jogba has a chance of vying for that post, I believe Iverians would 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 come all out to elect him into that position because Jogba is like an icon, is an, an idol. He has done so many things for every post, not just in sports, for the country in general. Because if you remember during the war the, the war that happened that he submitted he supported them with food during his time at chelsea he supported them with food supported them with as a some people looked up to him so he came into the country to to do peacekeeping missions and all those things so i believe he has done so so much for the country in general not just in sport not just in football so i believe it will be a very very good one okay, for him to go into that, that particular talking point in the nearest you are, future we know drogba is a legend in african football not just in african football in, in ivorian football and in football at large but then do you think um that success on the pitch does this surmount to success of the pitch let's talk about administration and jerry about does this surmount to success of the pitch do you think didier drogba has got what it takes to Ed football in Ivory Coast. I believe for someone, I believe Jogba is someone who understands the game of football, not just like as a footballer. The like off the pitch incidents, off the pitch antics involved in the in the profession. I believe Jogba is someone who understands it, who understands proper administration how how sports, how football is run in different spheres of the world. Like, for example, he has played in different places. He has witnessed so many things. He has been under so many administrations. I believe he has, he has given himself time. He has experienced so many things. So I believe football, people that have, um, that have gotten some experience in football will be better administrators. Because football, for me, for me, I would say football is not the same as politics. Although the administrative part is a bit more like politics. But it would be better off if people who have experienced football, who have played the game, who have been in one form or the other, like coaches, like players, would be in the administration to ensure the proper running of the football in that same country. Like, for instance, the Iverant now. Since, for example, if, take for example, the likes of Cameroon, if Eto, Samuel Eto Fields comes out now to be like the Federation's president or something, they will, he will have more opportunity because they look up to him and he has gone far and wide around the world. He has witnessed so many things. He has witnessed so many administrations. So I believe Jogba will be a very, very, very good one yeah, for him knowing to that, um, and win that election. The majority to win an election of this magnitude, you what you actually need to win an election of this magnitude is a little minority like um, the referees association and the rest. What do you think Jogba should do so he can win this election? 
I believe he just needs to come down to the ground. Like, for example, it, com- it comes down to the grassroots of this thing, of the matter. Like, the Iverians, he comes to talk with, like, during the, before his, his candidacy was um, and was cancelled, he, he had the sponsorship of the club African Sports and the Refugee Association. So if he comes down to the grassroots to to talk with, to discuss with the the um if he, if he comes down important personalities involved in the Iberian Federation, they, I believe he are, to win the election if he comes down to just playing the politics as it should be played. Not which until not doing any other thing, just playing the politics as it should be played, meeting the right people to support him. That's what I believe. Okay, meeting the right people to support him and playing the politics the way it should be played. That is the key word and that is our second on point from our own guest for today, Mr. Akiem. And we'll be moving to the next talking points of today. Right? We're talking about one news and it's a sad one coming from African football right here where we know that one man. Uh, from El Mastri, SC attacking midfielder Ahmed Adel has been admitted at the hospital after he collapsed at the end of their league match against FC Marseille on the 26th of August. He is currently undergoing a test and MRI on his chest and brain. My question is right now, and you know, in Nigerian football at the point we had, we saw a death of a player after he collapsed on the pitch um, in person of Chairman Martins of Nasarawa United. Now, how important is it for African clubs to have a well-equipped medical plan and facility? I believe that's one of the most important things to have during a football game. As in, as a club, that that should be one of the periodicals to be a football club in not just Africa. Let's take, for instance, the case of Nigeria, the NPFL. I believe concerning every club that wants to partake, that wants to play in the NPFL, they should have medical medical facilities, medical personnel, because anything can happen at any time. Football is a is a very strenuous sport. It's something that takes strength. That anything can happen at any time. So, for instance, if someone Things or has maybe medical conditions on the pitch. If there are no medical uh, personnel there, if there is no emergency like um, ambulance and all those rest to take care of that, some immediate needs that should be there are some immediate things that should be um, done to someone who has an emergency there, like the first aid kit and all the rest. So if there are, those things are not provided, I believe the players are at risk because different things can happen at different times. So I believe that that's one of the most important things. Like, for instance, during this, um, before the beginning of this season that we are going to for the MPFL, I believe the um, LMC and the, the NFL should come together and provide a platform. And the NFL should come together and provide a platform. A platform for the clubs to get those medical clubs, personnel, those, those medical equipment, ambulances, and everything. So, at each game, for each game, there should be a kit and ambulance and various medical personnel in case of any emergency. Okay, in case of any emergency, Mr. Kemi Femi, whose responsibility is it to provide this? Um, facilities is it the club or the league management company who should be
Mr. Kim, if I'm here, you on? Yeah, yeah, I'm on. I'm so, on. can you hear me? I said, who's in the better position to provide this team the club? Is it the league management company or the, co- the club itself? The the there it should be a two-way thing. I believe the that every club must have medical facilities around the stadium as it's just like having a stadium, a place to play. So medical facilities very, very important. They should enforce that if you do not have, they are not participating in MPFL season. That means that if they do that, a specific club will make sure they have medical facilities around the pitch. So that's my honest point. Okay, that is your honest point. Uh, let's move on to the next talking point for today. And then we actually, earlier uh, this week or from days back, we actually saw the team list uh, or the squad list for uh, England for the next coming international break where they will be playing their uh, national league or nation leagues. And then the name of one player's player was not included in that list. And that is uh, in a player from Nigerian descent in the person of Bukayo Saka. And um, Bukayo Saka has been in between playing for England and playing for Nigeria, having racked up a very good performance in the just concluded season, scoring four goals and 12 assists. Do you think, and at the point we hear the NFF say they, they are not going to beg any player to play for the Super Eagles, but but with the kind of performance Bukayo Saka is putting up at age 18, do you think the Nigerian authorities or the NFF should beg or try to lure Bukayo Saka to the Super Eagles? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, the, the, that's the key thing. That's the key word. If you beg, it's desperate. Learning, if he's interested, he will come. If he's not interested, no matter how much they give you, they will not come. They will try their best. Try to get some sustain the next time. He's very, very, very good. He plays at different positions in the field. He can play as a left back, left wing back. Any formation you want to play, play in any part of the as a right winger, winger. will be a very, 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 very good addition for the strikers. That if he wants to play for the Super Eagles, because playing for the England national team is more. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go on, go on. Yes. Yes, as I was saying, I'm playing for the England fans when it comes to the Nigerian Tigers because when you compare the the playing... Yeah, I can hear you, but network is a bit worrisome. Please, if you can get to a better place for networking, it will be a very good one for us. Okay, to summarize on the issue of Bukayo Saka, I was saying that playing for the um, England national team, when you compare it to the playing for the Nigeria Super Eagles, is more attractive 
considering how the players are treated, the platform in which they are given. But if Gwen Saka can be lured to play for his uh, for the Nigerian national team, it will be a very, very, very good one for him. Considering that he's also very, very young and he has a lot of a lot of time to improve, a lot of time to so playing for either the England national team or the Nigerian Super Eagles is one very, very important decision in this career of Gwen Saka. Because if he says he wants to play for the um, uh, England national team and maybe they call him once and they don't call him again, that means he can't decide. But at least he still has time to decide on which national team to play for. But for me, I would say he should come, for the, come to the Nigerian Super Eagles because he would have opportunities to play for the Super Eagles. Yeah, he still got about a long time in his career to decide. Um, But for me, I would say he should play for the Super Eagles of Nigeria. That is the word of our guest, man, Mr. Akiyemi Femi. And then we'll move to the next talking point for today. And then we'll still stay with players of African descent. And we also hear that Ghana are trying to also lure their own player, player of their own descent to the Ghanaian national team in the person of Eddie Inkatia. And then right here in the weekend, we also saw Spain release a team squad list for the upcoming nation league in Europe. And they actually included two players from African descent in the persons of Adama Traore that should have turned out for Mali and plays for Southampton and Amsufati that is eligible to turn out for Guinea-Bissau and plays for Barcelona. Ah, Mr. Akiyemi, what does losing players to the European team cost Africa? How has it affected our development in Africa? It has really, really um, ampered our development as a, in Africa. Considering that many players once many players that have not played for their national team before moving to Europe, once they start shining, once they start developing in the right way, once the country of their of in which they are playing calls them to come and play, they they seem to forget where they come from. That's for me. They seem to forget where they come from. And once those teams use them and for some games and they don't perform as required, they, they are dropped and they are not eligible to play for those the national teams again. So I believe when you compare, for example, there are some Africans that never played for Africa, but they are Africans. Take for instance, in the case of Nigeria, the Agon Lao of this world, when he was and the Nigerian team was trying to lure him to come and play for Nigeria. He decided to play for England. And so for some time, they used him during the in the English national team. But after some time, he was dropped and he never came back. He could not play for Nigeria Super Eagles again. So I believe these players, had it been they had the opportunity to play for Africa, they would have further developed the African league, the African teams, the African national teams. Okay, if they had had a chance or if they had played for their country of origin, it will have further developed African nation. Okay, let's go to the next talking point right there. We're going to stay with news coming from Nigeria. And then we know that uh, Rivers United has vowed to take LMC to cast over the PPG policy, which pushed them down to the third place in the table. Should they lose this case, how will they feel? Following the fact that they are signing high-profile players, they are, we heard they've signed the like of Theophilus Afelokai, 
and they've also had the, to sign the likes of uh, one other player, Ifai and Nemena, the Aiba captain, to their ranks. And they are actually ready to pay them high wages. I think they are doing this in anticipation to play in the CAF Champions League. But if they should lose this case to Aimba in CAS, how is it going to affect Rivers United? I I believe they are not they are not just building this team for Champions League because that Champions League case is a dicey one. It can come in their favor. It cannot come in their favor. I believe they are building this team for the next season. That's for the MPFL and the Confederations Cup. They are supposed to, if they don't play in the Champions League, they will still play at the Confederations Cup. So I believe, what considering the case at CAS, it's it's a pretty dicey one, but they have a case. Considering that head to head is supposed to be both home and away, since they have played only one leg. So in the, on their part, they say it's not supposed to be head, on the head to head basis. So let's wait and see what happens at CAS. But for the team that building is a very, very strong one because some people, some people will say that ah, the teams, the players that are buying are very strong names in the league. For those that are following the league, you see that the names are the players that are buying are very, very, very important players for their own respective teams that represented the But that team, if they don't, if they end up not playing in Champions League, I believe they still have a chance in going forward. They still have a chance going forward in the MPFL season at the Confederations Cup. So. It would be a very, very good one for Rivers United. But let's just wait and see what the case, what comes out from that case at Cass. Okay, let's wait and see what comes out of that case of Cass. I think Rivers United are building for next season and not just to play at the CAF Champions League because the case at Cass is dicey. That is the word of my guest. And then we move to a very important talking point right here before we call it a wrap for today. And then the talking point is the FA Community Shield that's going to be taking place tomorrow between Liverpool Football Club of England, the winners of the English Premier League versus Arsenal Football Club of, of England, the winners of the FA Cup. And we'll be looking at African involvement in both sides. And we know we have African involvement in both sides. The likes of Naby Keita, Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, ah, Jopo Tip, and Pere, Emerick Abomayang for Arsenal. Who do you think is going to win tomorrow's game as per African involvement? Wow. This, this one game that I, I, I find it hard to predict. Seriously, because considering those African names you have mentioned, the likes of Abumayang, Salah, and Manimos especially, they are like the most important players in their respective teams. Abumayang is the the highest scorer of Arsenal in Arsenal. The Arsenal team is the captain of Arsenal. Sadio Mane and Mosala are like the two most important people in Liverpool, apart from the likes of Van Dijk and the rest. But Sadio Mane and Mosala, they are like the two most important people. So, this is a very good game for Africans to watch, to watch out for. Because when you look at the likes of Abumayang, Abumayang is scoring goals for fun. Before the league ended, he was scoring goals for fun. For fun. During the FA Cup, you saw the FA Cup semi-final, the FA Cup finals, he was one leading the Arsenal team. So, Mosala and Sadio Mane. So, I would say, is pretty even a little bit even, but Liverpool will have a slight edge because Abmayang is like the star man of Arsenal. So if is that Abmayang threat can be 
nullified. And that's not that's not we have a pretty ad, a pretty difficult match to play in tomorrow. But Mosala, Sadio Mane, they have other players they can rely on in Liverpool that can do the good for Liverpool. So I believe Liverpool have a slight edge over Arsenal tomorrow. Liverpool will have a slight edge over Arsenal tomorrow. But not to take anything away from Arsenal, Arsenal can still do a lot of damage. We saw them against Chelsea in the FA Cup, we saw them against Man City in the FA Cup, and they have a pretty strong defence. Surprisingly, Arsenal have a pretty strong defence. They defended against Man City, they defended against Chelsea. So I would say tomorrow, although Liverpool have a strong chance of winning tomorrow, but Arsenal can still pull up a surprise because Abmayang is is like the the Messi of Arsenal. He's like the stamina of Arsenal. He's the captain that leads his team anywhere against anything. He's not afraid of anything. So I believe Arsenal can still pull up a surprise tomorrow. But you know Liverpool, they are always there. Arsenal can still pull up a surprise tomorrow. Ah, Mister. Okay, I'm Femi. I want to put you on the spot right now. Please, can we get your prediction for tomorrow's game between Arsenal and Liverpool? Um, ah, jeez. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I know. That's that's for sure. Yeah, put into consideration. I will look for the like a two-one scoreline. Liverpool two, Liverpool. Arsenal one. Okay, let's get your party shot for today. Let's get your party shot, Mr. King and Femi. Can we get your party shot for today? Okay, I think network is not helping us out there for Mr. King and Femi. So give us a party shot. Ah, uh, let's me be giving. I'll be giving out my own party shot right here. I would be saying to you as usual. Uh, if your Judy Gallo can make it from the streets of Ajegile to Manchester United, if Sadio Mane can make it from the streets of Dakar to Liverpool, if Victor Oshime can make it from selling newspaper to playing for Napoli, you can make it if you try. Keep up your dream, pray and work hard. God will see you through. That is the size of the package. My name remains Effion. Godwin and Sikan, and you can call me the Spot Machine. Keep it locked up with us next time, next Friday, at this time and at the same podcast. I want to say to you, gracias, and thank you.